You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Hi, Diana. Hi, Avalon. Are you so excited for a special homework episode? I'm so excited. How long has it been since a homework episode? Well, I was going to... two years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was also wondering, like, what number homework episode is this? That's a great question that... um, I should have looked at before. Actually, let's find out. Why should you have? Why? Because <laughs> it's interesting. It is. That's true. Uh, I'm going I'm to say this is number four or five. All right. Yes. So this is our fourth homework episode oh, ever. All right. Uh, but well, the nice. last one was like 25 episodes ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah. We, I, Why did, I thought we both liked homework episodes. Why did we fuck that up? I don't know. We oh. just, I, I think because we never did the homework. <laughs> Maybe. Weird. Well, anyway, I, I like homework episodes. I hope that our listeners do as well. Um, and I've come prepared. I actually wrote a couple things down. <laughs> oh, well, I love it when Avalon brings notes. Um, I also technically did bring notes, but <clears throat> my notes are judgment broke nerves question mark so they're not going to help me at any point during i can't (laughs) even imagine which of the topics those words apply to yeah yeah funny um (laughs) (laughs) um well do oh what are we doing this is a podcast okay yeah all right what are we doing i don't have the script that's all right we're we're doing femsplained avalon doing femsplained which is a podcast for it us, is. and no one else is allowed to listen. It's password protected, and if you manage to swordfish your way into this podcast, <laughs> congratulations. And also the police are coming. The police are coming. Yes. <laughs> to your door. Start running. We're spying on our private <laughs> Zoom chat. Great. So, uh, what are the topics in today's homework episode? So we're going to recap the last couple of episodes that we, uh, that we did since returning to the podcast world, uh, which is Animal Crossing, uh, Neverland, uh, The Impossible Island, Wheel of Time, and LARP. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say that one of the reasons I'm most excited about this homework episode is... Um, I kind of forgot how when you go back and you listen to yourself talk about something, like how desperate you are to either amend or add <laughs> things <laughs> that you maybe left out. So I would like to say that in addition to this being a homework episode, we also get to have some supplementary conversations with maybe some listener feedback in some cases, which is pretty fun. Oh, yeah, that is pretty fun. Um, I think we should start and get Animal Crossing out of the way because that's an easy one because our homework was really just a, I I don't want to minimize it and say, yeah, please don't, (laughs) (laughs) but we just had to confront the neglected villagers on our respective Animal Crossing islands and go and see them knowing that they were going to say, where the fuck have you been? Yes. (laughs) You abandoner. Because both of us got super into the game. And then got bored with the game, which is healthy and normal, and then became avoidant of these make-believe relationships. Which is then circling <laughs> right back around to not normal. <laughs> right. Um, so, Diana, last time I talked to you, you had not yet confronted them. Did you actually confront them? I did. I did. But um, I didn't go to all of them. Huh. I still have not talked to my favorite villager because I <gasps> feel like she's gonna leave if I do so I keep going back and I talk to like a couple of people each time and each time because I still haven't done it every day I do it like every other day now Mm -hmm. but each time somebody is disappointed in me yeah I just don't think it can be Blair I can't handle it what kind of animal is Blair 
I know we did an island tour. Blair is a squirrel. She calls okay. me nutlet. Oh, I see. Really cute. Well, I hate to say this, but the longer you go without speaking to Blair, <laughs> no. the more likely she is to Irish goodbye. Wait, is that real? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> no, you were making that up. No. Oh, that's, this is a tragedy. <laughs> I actually, I, okay, so here's the thing. If that's not true, I didn't make it up on purpose. I'm mistaken. <laughs> but I'm oh, pretty okay. <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure that can happen after a really long time. Wow. Or they just vamoose. Well, shoot. All right. So <laughs> but you would have noticed her house, like, suddenly not being there and yeah, being the little construction has, site. Yeah, it definitely has not happened yet. Uh, everything is pretty good. I did like the fireworks update. That was pretty fun. Um, did you? Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, I just like seeing what kind of messages I can get away with putting up in the sky. Oh, does it limit what you can do? Well, no, just some of them don't look like anything. Like, oh, okay. If, if I thought I was censoring you. No. <laughs> oh. I did experience one of the fireworks days. Um, I think that, so I know any kind of change to the game technically has to be an update, right? Because you have to install it. But yeah. the term update always makes me feel like I'm in for like a package of shit, like really robust, exciting changes to the game. Like when it becomes summer and you can like swim. Like, yeah. so to me, yeah, I never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never know if like when they announce something, if it's going to be like, all right, here's some fireworks in the sky. Or if it's going to be like, we're unlocking a whole new wing to the museum. Um, so sometimes my expectations are not where they should be. Yeah. And I don't like that the fireworks guy is the creep. Yeah. Like, I didn't want him around more. <laughs> I, do, I do actually like Red, but I thought he was kind of a weird choice. Yeah. But he's the mysterious arts dealer and fireworks expert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe how hard is it to just come up with a different animal or assign it to someone with less of a role? Like Celeste. Yeah. Oh, that would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Whole lot of sense. Yeah, they fucked that up. Yeah. Well, uh, let's write to, <laughs> to Nintendo. Let them know. <laughs> Dear Nintendo. Dear Nintendo. Yeah. Um, did anything else happen on your island that was surprising to you when you returned to it? Um, so, no, but I know that it did for you, and I... <laughs> yeah. So much bullshit. When I went back into my house, I it was it was infested with cockroaches. I don't, I cannot believe that they wrote that into the game. That if you don't come home in a while, you have cockroaches. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's it's not it's like I have rude. garbage on the ground in my house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a bummer. Um, it's actually it's not that bad. It, it doesn't punish or inconvenience you as much as maybe it sounds like it's just offensive and gross but basically you I think like three days it takes like three days to get rid of them and all it is is when you walk in your front door you make like an, a ah, face <laughs> and there's like a little one that like runs around you and you like step on it you don't catch then, it I don't I didn't <gasps> I don't think you can I think you just squish them Oh my god! Okay, I I have I I also have avoided my house, so I haven't really done a good job at this homework. But bug catching is such an integral part of the game that now I'm wondering if you can catch it. Yeah, and it's just That's one a... that like. Well, you just around. see one, and then you squish it, and then like the next day there's one, and you squish it. I don't know if you go into the other rooms if you see bugs as well, because I was so upset that I left my house and didn't go back. <laughs> Oh, but I do know, like, I happened to be in my house three more times, or three times total over the subsequent week of getting back into it briefly, um, and then the last day I checked in was when I was going in to change my outfit for our stream of our Animal Crossing Islands, and that time when I stepped on it, it was like, and now the infestation is gone, um, which was almost a drag, because I wanted to demonstrate it to you when you visited my island, but and then it was gone, so that help my oh. 
sanity a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, the whole thing just has me very curious. It's a choice. Weird. It's, very, it's a weird choice. Yeah. Um, the other new thing in Animal Crossing is that I feel like the day after we recorded that episode, they announced the dream update. <sighs> the dream update. So have you, what if, have you experienced the dream update at all? No, I, because, because as soon as I found out that it's just the same as going to someone's island on, via the airport, like, I just, what's the point? Yeah, I definitely think it's stupid. You are missing out on the initial cutscene because it is so weirdly fetishy. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I have to look at that, though. I, I do. I do need to see that. Um, and so it seems to me that the way in which it's different from the airport is that you have one code forever. And so you could just like post on Twitch, like this is my dream code. And people could visit your island whether or not you were online. And they can't interact with anything, but they can just like walk around it. Oh, they can. Yeah. Oh, um, well then that is different. So it is okay. So I don't think it's all that different. To me, it's like, okay, introduce a new option in the airport where it's like, do you want to do this kind of a visit where you can't fuck with, I don't know, call it something cute. I don't need a whole cut scene where you like go to bed and dream about visiting it when the mechanics are so similar. Yeah. Um, And in both cases, it's like, do you want to do it local or connect to the internet? Like it's just, it feels structurally really similar and like it doesn't need a whole narrative around it. Ooh, but maybe it does, Avalon. Okay, so you buy into the dream thing. I actually, I think I do. I, I I think I do because every it, it, it tracks with this game because every interaction with everyone is way too much for what it needs to be. That's like, yeah. it's like every time you try to sell something or buy turnips or whatever, you got to like hear a poem and like hear a diatribe about, you know, the, the porcupine sisters and their, and, and how they all used to want to kill each other, but now they don't. And that reminds that. me that, I went to talk to that fucking hedgehog in the corner because you said she would be my friend if I hassled her. But all she did for me is continue to ask me to please step away and then stop directing her dialogue towards me and instead directing it towards her sister and basically saying, can you please come get this customer away from me? And then the sister comes over. I did keep going. (laughs) And it just (laughs) looped through that a few times. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, every day, once a day, you have to talk to her, not keep talking to her repeatedly. (laughs) Every day, once a day, talk to her. She's going to keep rejecting you for a couple of times. And then finally, she's going to be like, by the way, you're my best friend. Here's a bunch of free stuff. And also, here's the entire life story and the drama of the Porcupine Sisters. (gasps) Oh, fuck. All right. I'll start doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad because I was really embarrassed when she asked me to leave. <laughs> yeah, I think that did happen to me the, the first time, too. Shit. All right, I'll try again. Well, all right, well, go set up your stupid dream code so all your stupid people can come visit your island. <laughs> and go look at my beautiful masterpiece. All right, well... That's Animal Crossing for me. I yeah. my my neighbors gave me kind of a hard time, but they didn't say anything particularly passive aggressive or interesting. They just sort of were like, "Oh, I thought you didn't like me anymore." Yeah, that's that's what I got from a couple of them, and I, I you know, it became too much for me. Yeah, uh, but that's Talk to Blair. Crossing. I will. I will. What about all right? What do we want to do? Go in order. Next, I want to hear about. No, you know what? Let's let's go for Wheel of Time next. Yeah, we gotta okay. go in order. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Okay. All right. So you, why don't you just let me know what you now know about Wheel of Time? Because <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> Wheel of Time, the Eye of the World, uh, which is the uh, book that I am still reading because I haven't finished it totally, is. All of the walking parts of Lord of the Rings 
and all of the silent parts of Star Wars A New Hope <laughs> mixed together <laughs> into one slow crawl <laughs> of <a> trail. <laughs> it is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, a, it, it's definitely dense with words and not a lot is explained about those words, um, which I know is probably intentional as there are 14 books in the series. And I am guessing that the intention is to really slowly trickle uh, definitions of things into that. But I feel like I know very little about how magic works mm. and, and what a, um, a, an Aes Sedai is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very little. I know that those are things. I don't really know how either of them work or operate. However, I do know very much about what people's percentage of body fat is. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, of focus on how much body fat is on any given person at any given time. <laughs> That's the, the primary descriptor for uh, what people look like. Which I found strange because I had to reread the description of one particular woman, not not a uh, not a queen. Naive. Dace. I don't fucking know who that is. <laughs> anyway, they describe they describe <gasps> wit and and dace in this book. He describes them in such a way that's so confusing. So when he introduces her, he says like, the first thing he says is there's not an ounce of fat on her. So immediately <laughs> in my mind, I picture the, like a, a 102 year old grandmother yes, that yeah. is just bones, like <laughs> barely holding herself up. And then they introduce her, her husband who they are just like quite scrawny, unlike his solid wife. And I, <laughs> and so I had to go back and read several times that he means in that specific case, 0% yes. body fat means extremely, extremely muscular athletic, yeah. with no body fat. <laughs> yes. But then like other times he talks about men with no body fat, and they're like, you know, scrawny husks and things. There are several other times where percentages of fat are mentioned. And, uh, and I just thought that that was, was very interesting. Also- I don't remember that, that's very funny. Spot on with the, like, the differences between like the male names and the <laughs> names. <laughs> like, this is the story of, of Bran and Matt. Yeah, heroin and eggwin and, <laughs> and brandlewin, like so many, like the discrepancy in how complicated the names are. Yeah, uh, doesn't seem like these are characters from the same world. <laughs> it would work really well as like a time travel novel where yes. Bran and Matt accidentally fall into a magical pool and find themselves <laughs> in the world of Ewen and Spectrum. Yeah. So in addition to descriptions of body fat, one of the things that a listener pointed out to me that I failed to mention was how often hair braids are discussed. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Lots of hair braids. Um, Pulling on hair braids. Yeah. Like, just like as a physical action, like just constantly just fucking with your hair braid. It seems to be the only thing women can do. Yeah. You just got to touch it. Got to touch the braid. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, what other what other things did did some listeners uh, point out about the series? I feel like there were a couple of others, um, but really, what I've got amounts to slow walking. <laughs> What's so funny <laughs> with to no me? No body fat. <laughs> it's very funny that you say that because I think of it as being the book with the most action. <laughs> And also the comparison to Lord of the Rings, I'm not sure if I made during uh, the original episode, but I read this book before I saw the Lord of the Rings movies or read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And so I remember and not having any perception of times of publication, I remember being like, Lord of the Rings is totally ripping off Wheel of Time because there are a lot of weird similarities, especially in the beginning, like the oh. bad guys that come to town and like the weird like hooded riders and stuff like seemed exactly the same to me. Yeah, I don't think that. And then I felt embarrassed when I realized when yeah. they were respectively published. It's, I like did a little bit of like looking up to find like opinions about this. <laughs> which made me feel like I have lost all reality because everyone everywhere is like, this is the greatest book of all yeah. time. Yeah. There seems to be no questioning of that, but a lot of people <laughs> describe it, which always it makes me laugh as an homage to Lord oh. of the Rings. Like, like there is, there is inspired by or has similar themes to, and I'm kind of like, it's more like tracing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it gets further away, but the first book for sure, especially yeah. like the Trollocs are basically Urukai and the fucking shadow writers are the other things. I'm not, I'm not, I definitely could not pass a test about this book for sure. Yeah. Um, Where can I ask what you're up to without judgment of if it's like the very beginning? No, it's um. Have they left town yet? <laughs> they keep talking about it, but no. Um, Have they been attacked yet? Yes. This is okay. right. This is right when. Okay. Oh no no no. Okay, I think it's actually a few more chapters after that. But but basically okay. like the the men came to town and that's and that's it. And uh the river folk? Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, okay. Well, I will say it gets it does get better. <laughs> Maybe not like as a series. Bless you. But that particular book hasn't hit the action yet. Yes, I have. I mean, they start walking a lot, but they walk into, like, interesting situations. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, like, looked, again, like, seeking to see, like, people's opinions and stuff like that uh, about this. And, uh, and people keep saying that there are, like, a couple of scenes in particular in this book that are, like, really packed full of action. A couple yeah. of chapters. Um, they didn't tell me where they were, so I could get to them. <laughs> but they did say You're that. You're coming up on one. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm not offended if you leave it off. No, I'm and gonna. I'm gonna see it through. See it through. I. I would love it if you did, just so we could talk about it. But you don't. You don't have to by any means. Um. One of the funny things that I was sent after the last episode came out was a picture of a, like over 800 page glossary that was published as an accompaniment to the series. So it's apparently not just those chunks at the end of each book that I mentioned, but there's actually like an encyclopedia. Oh my God. As a reading companion, which just let me know that I'm never, I'm never going to finish. I'm never going to finish this series. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's just, <laughs> you have to go check the glossary yeah. uh, several times per chapter. Um, it's too I, much. I saw like a review on uh, YouTube of the book at one point and I just turned it off, not because the, I'm <laughs> sure that she was very lovely and wonderful, but she held up the book and there were like, there were so many like, 
like highlighter markers, you know, oh, those no. like tabs. Yes. Yeah. It, there were like hundreds of them. It must have been <laughs> like, and I was just, no, it's I just, too much. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Well, one thing that I forgot to mention that I think you will be excited about is a character who is introduced in the first book. Um, and it's the only like non-human character. And so I'm, I was really mad at myself for not mentioning it. Is this the, the it, ogre? It's okay. ogre. <laughs> but, but yes, okay. it's, it's okay. fucking ogre. It's ogre with an extra vowel. Mm. Um, but that character is great. Yeah. I do want to say one last thing is that I've been listening to this book on tape. Yes. And the, the voice actor who is doing the narration of this is doing it. I don't know if this is just his natural voice or if he's <laughs> the voice for this book, but it's exactly how I picture the author who would write this. It's just got this like, this like old timey um, transatlantic accent kind yes. of <laughs> yeah. going on. Um, and, uh, and it just sounds like tinny and old fashioned. And it just really puts me not in the story, but I can really picture the writer. Yes. <laughs> well, I think the most important thing that was brought to my attention that I did not make it to in the series was gayness. <gasps> Is there some? Yeah, apparently so. Wow. I'm so glad that in 14 books, they found some time to be a little gay. Apparently, it's teased throughout the series. I never trust people when they say that. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point later in the series, they're like, duh, these two people were gay fucking. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But it's specifically, it's only female characters which is yeah. so consistent with uh, what we discussed in the last episode. And it's at the magic school and they are referred to as pillow friends. <gasps> oh. And apparently there's all of this content, including the author's like interviews he's given and blogs and stuff like that, where he's referring to the prevalence of pillow friends as a phase between these girls at magic college. Which I believe oh. is the joke that we made. <laughs> that is unfucking believable. <laughs> I know um, he's already dead, but I'm mad at him. I'm just like, and I guess some of the pillow friends, like it wasn't a phase, but one specific quote that I found <laughs> when I started Googling pillow friends I'm was so that the author that said, that. <laughs> I did. there's like a very well-researched blog about it. Um, that is hilarious to me just because of the, the depth of passion in academically typing this up. Yeah. Um, but the author is quoted as saying that a third to a half of Aes Sedai are gay or bisexual. <laughs> so okay. part of me wants to be happy about that, but part of me is also like, are they? Yeah. <laughs> or are they just what? like girls dorming together that you're yeah. fetishizing. I, I like that he came up with his own word for lugs. Do you remember? <laughs> I do. I, yes, thank you. I almost didn't say it, but yes, lugs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, terrible. All yes. in, in all angles. Good God. Um, um, but surprise, surprise, the character you may have met, Moraine. Yes. Is a pillow friend. We find out. Oh, good. I'm glad about that. I was too. But I wish that like that had actually happened. Actually happened. Or yeah. maybe, you know what, if you get to book 14, maybe there's like a flashback or something. I have no yeah. idea. But I thought it was hilarious. I like, you know, it would have been nice if Dumbledore was actually gay and not posthumously gay. <laughs> but how <laughs> but yeah. creepy is the term pillow friends? It's, it's like, because I really, it, it tells me everything about what he's thinking when he wrote that term. Is that, like, 
I'm picturing girls in a magic school dorm uh-huh. having pillow fights in their undies. And, and I'm sure that that's, that's about approximately what he also was imagining. I'm going to read you the definition of pillow friends from oh the official God. Robert Jordan blog published September 30th, 2005. Okay, I'm ready. Pillow friends are not just good friends. <laughs> oh, they are that too. <laughs> but, they, but they also okay. get hot and sweaty together and muss up the sheets something fierce. Man. By the way, pillow friends is a term just used in the White Tower. The same relationship between men or women elsewhere could be called something else, depending on the country. Well, well at least... He's worked in some <laughs> some cultural language shifts. Yes. It's good to know that the term pillow friend is not pervasive across all countries. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a very specific. Yeah. Some countries uh, don't use pillows, for instance. Right. <laughs> they sleep on mats or hammocks. Yeah, they're called straw friends because of all the straw they they muss up. They muss up something fierce. <laughs> and like, there's no way that this man describes heterosexual sex as mussing it up. There's no way. Like, like there's just no chance. Yeah. Uh, well, so... I was excited for this homework episode because of my unintentional discoveries via this episode that I wasn't even supposed to do homework for. So thank you to all the listeners that reached out to tell me about Pillow Friends. That is a blessing. Oh, I do have one other thing because it's based on something that we said, we talked about uh, regarding this. So you had mentioned um, that this guy basically like, every time he meets a new like woman, there's supposed to be like a prophesied uh, love interest of his. And I didn't realize how fast I was going to be introduced to that attitude of his, where uh-huh. like it's, this woman is like introduced not in person with him, but she's mentioned by another character in the beginning. And I don't remember which woman it is, but I don't know. Some character towards the beginning is like, is like, do you think she's thinking about you? And then he goes on an inner monologue right away where he's like, do I have time for love right now? Like, I, she wasn't even, like, she was just like, it was mentioned, like, do you think she's thinking about you or something? Yeah. I thought it was so funny, like, the jump to, like, another woman. I don't know if I have time for this. I was like, I don't even know anything about you yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, I think that's probably Egwene, who I referred yeah, I to so. in the last episode as his high school girlfriend, um, who actually ends up not being one of the people, surprise, surprise, that Ooh. he's prophesized, right? Yeah, that is surprising. Yeah. But yeah, so... <sighs> Uh, yeah, that's Wheel of Time. <laughs> that is Wheel of Time. And if I've forgotten anything at this point, then fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Neverland. Neverland. Possible Island. Did Yay. you do it, Avalon? Yeah, I did. Oh, but I okay. didn't, but I didn't draw it because I really wanted to. And then I realized that it was too hard. I'm going to draw it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just describe it. Okay, well, I really wanted to draw it, and then I was like, I can't fucking draw this. All right. I mean, I can't either, but I'm going to do it. So the figment that I created is an owl with frog legs, but it has, like, the powers and stuff of a hellhound. Ooh. And in my mind, it's also really tiny. Yes. Like a like mini a frog, owl. It's like, like frog size owl. Frog size owl. Yeah. owl with frog legs. But it's like very, Perfect. very evil. And so it has the, the, the like the attacks of or the magic powers of a hellhound. You mean stats or powers? Yeah. Is that what you mean by attacks? I think it has powers of a hellhound and cool. like alignment 
and motivation of a hellhound. Okay, well, by the time this episode airs, I will have a nice <laughs> little drawing and a little stat block for your for your figment. I was so excited to draw it, and then I was like, fuck, I can't draw an owl. And then I was like, I can't draw frog legs on an owl. I'll tell you my secret. I just uh, download lots of clip art oh. and take and paste little it together. bits, paste them together. <laughs> And then I trace that because I, I like drive. that. But I like the idea of doing that with maybe like photographs of those animals. So it looks like magazine cut together, like a <laughs> ransom note. Yeah, <laughs> like a horror show. Um, but one thing I'll say is, so when you first published, uh, I still wasn't sure if our campaign was going to be continuing. So I bought it, but I like have been afraid to really look at it because I was convinced it would spoil something for me or that I would accidentally metagame like a fight against Hook or something because I would, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, see yeah. The stats. So I was really avoidant of it. Um, but in the process of this homework and stuff, I actually like really delved into it instead of skimming it. Um, and you totally don't give yourself enough credit for the formatting. It looks flawless. I don't know how the fuck you formatted it that well. The way you described it. I thought it was going to be like, maybe a little janky from the no. way that you described it. Sobbing. Lots of sobbing. sobbing. It looks amazing. <laughs> um, and the artwork is so great. It's, I really especially liked the one at the end of Pan. Oh, yeah. And that, so oh, interesting and good. Yeah. And that was the one that was like organically uh, drawn by Glim, like, while they were watching yeah. the stream, which is so cool. So cool. Yeah. I want art of everybody, especially Mab. Yeah. Oh, I would love right art. Right now. I know. <laughs> I love Queen Mab so much. Um, anyway, I just got super into it, and it, like, not surprisingly, I feel like you undersold yourself in the episode, so I just want to come in and correct that. Thanks. That was really, that part in particular was very hard for me. Um, so that's very nice, but also of course, um, could not have been done without the home brewery and like their presets for HTML and like their guides for it. And then like, I didn't speak with anybody on the home brewery Reddit because, um, they terrify me, but sure. every once in a while you found some like good tips over there yeah. on how to do it and the, and things like that. So that was good. Cool. Very cool. Um, and what has happened? What exciting things have happened since that episode was released? Diana. <laughs> uh, you hit that, you hit that tier, right? Oh yeah. Oh, right. So I hate confused. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So yes, I, I, my timing is, is weird, but yes, I, um, Neverland, when we last recorded this, the, the episode about it, had been an Electrum uh, bestseller on DriveThruRPG and had been like slowly climbing a little bit, but I was kind of feeling like gold would be a really big stretch um, for something this small. So I had my fingers crossed about it, but I wasn't sure it was going to happen. And just a few days ago, uh, it did. So it's it's a gold bestseller on Drive yeah. RPG, uh, which is really nice. It it feels really good. That's like uh, I think it's like the seven percent uh, of of uh, Drive Through RPG publications get to that, uh, which is really fun and exciting and makes me feel pretty good. Um, and. Uh, weirdly, not many people have said anything that makes me want to cry about it, uh, which is good. I hate that you have to say that, though, but yes, I I'm glad. But, you know, it's like, especially when more people see it, there's like that excitement, but there's also that fear that like, okay, wait, I do want more people to buy it, but if more people buy it, then someone's gonna hate it eventually yeah. and tell me all about how they hate it um so I've, i was kind of dreading that but so far nothing too bad has happened just just mostly people upset about challenge rating but i can deal with that right and we talked about that yeah so that's it. well congratulations 
Thank you. What's uh what's next? What's next? <laughs> what's next is LARP. So this is our episode where we um spoke to Bree, who everyone should go and hang out with and, and chat with and follow and stuff. Um we'll tag her again in the description and stuff. So Brie talked to us all about LARP. And of course, like it's really hard to do like a LARP homework right now because we can't go to one because right. you can't go anywhere in person right now. But um, what they did recommend is several LARP YouTubers who have like documented all of their yeah. um, adventures and stuff like that. So I went and checked out, I tried to check out uh, a little bit of a variety of them. These are, I mean, they vary in length, but some of them can be pretty long because some of these are literally like an entire video diary about like a whole event. Mm -hmm. um, so some of them are like an hour or an hour and a half. And then some of them are shorter, like 15 minutes. Um, but they're all really fascinating. So like, all right, so here's, here's what I looked at. I was semi-familiar with almost everybody she mentioned, like at least cursory, like I, I've seen them. So the first person that I went to go check out was uh, Momo O'Brien, who I think I mentioned her in a previous episode as that she wears like almost exclusively like pastel colors and like uh, yeah. her LARP outfits are like really bright and feminine and um, she does not give a shit when people are assholes about that uh, and and stuff. So I went to go look at her stuff a little bit first. And I, um, I wanted to look at uh, more into what Brie told us about, which was not buffer LARPs. So right. they all have videos about both of these things, but I tried to look mostly at ones that seemed uh, more, more like parlor. Was it? Yeah. Yes. Um, so the one that I watched of hers um, was about a LARP that was a based on Penny Dreadfuls. Oh, which, which you oh, love. Yeah, this was very, very difficult for me to, to get through without crying because I really want to go to <laughs> a LARP right now. Um, but so I watched one from her about going to a Penny Dreadful LARP, um, and she really dug into um, the details of the experience. Like, you can tell that that she's documenting the the experience in a way that's kind of like detailing what you can expect at this LARP. So there's a lot of like informative stuff in it, but then like later on in the video, she does um, tie in some of the theatrics and you get to keep to see a couple of scenes. And I think I was, I was surprised by some of the like emotional moments that she captured and how convincing they seemed to me. Oh like, yeah. Um, sometimes I can I can feel that like if you're there and you're inside of it, getting really swept up in in the emotion of it because you're surrounded by it. But I didn't expect to be able to like watch it and feel like I feel that. Yeah. yeah. So that was very surprising to me. Uh, and also the Penny Dreadful theme of it all was really uh, intriguing and cool. And then I watched one from uh, Azrai, who uh, I have also mentioned, they are like a, a, I actually weirdly know them through from TikTok. I did not know that they did LARP stuff until uh -oh. recently. I, I knew them as a Peter Pan cosplayer on TikTok that I... Are there a thousand of them or do you just keep this talking the about same the same one? <laughs> this is literally the same one I mentioned in the Peter Pan uh, episode. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So wild. So, um, so, so I watched one of their videos. I think it's old. I think it's very old, 
but it was basically more informative. It was like uh, tips for finding a new uh, LARP and stuff. And they have a lot of, it seemed like a, a mostly a beginner's kind of video. Uh, and they were kind of talking about some of the things that you might hear um, that apparently there's a little bit of a, a satanic panic about LARP that circulates. I could see that. Um, yeah, which totally makes sense. Uh, and they were kind of giving you a warning about that. Uh, and then they said that this was my favorite part that I learned from this video the rest of the tips seemed a little bit like I, I kind of had a cursory knowledge of them, but this one, they said that if LARPing is too expensive for you, you can contact LARP to be an NPC for a while until oh. you can afford to do other things because as an NPC, you're basically working for yeah. the event and they will often supply you with either oh. a costume or room and board or whatever like will be comped and you just don't get to play your own character but you're still participating and you're still trying it out so I thought that that was a really like good thing to know for the future because yeah. I could totally see this being a very pricey hobby to get into well and I know that Brie had talked about the NPC thing before yeah. uh, in that episode and that honestly almost seemed also less intimidating just as a point of entry because you're sort of part of the infrastructure presumably you're getting like more of a tutorial or your hand yeah. held a little bit more so um because you're representing the company in some way you know yeah and that just felt more cozy to me generally speaking but also cheaper i guess <laughs> yeah yeah so that that was really cool and then the third um person i checked out is this is so wild because this is uh oh burns who i know because she has recently become involved with like ttrpgs on twitter mm. did not realize that they were involved in larp at all so uh kind of got to see that side as well and so she um makes these videos that I, I don't know if all of her videos are like this, but the one that I happened to watch um, was about high fantasy LARP. Um, and she made it very like, her videos seem more cinematic. Like mm. it's almost like you're kind of, there's not a whole lot of cutting back to her, like, like describing things that have happened. It's all kind of the LARP as it's going on and kind of, um, like cut with effects and there's like background music and it's kind of like watching a little music video or like a little, um, micro movie about the LARP, uh, which was really cool. And you got to see, I think in, hers a little more of like the cosplay aspect of it where mm. she really highlights like how much detail everybody puts into their costumes and um and their aesthetics or it could be that it's fantasy so the aesthetic just like stood out to me more but i thought that that was um pretty cool so yeah they have a lot of they have, I, and now it's kind of like gonna be a rabbit hole because all <laughs> three of them plus like the the several others that Brie mentioned are like they're they have years of content that I didn't know oh. about so like uh. <laughs> yeah now you're lost yeah well that's awesome I am very interested in that especially the NPC part yeah me too I um almost NPC'd at a LARP like the very first time that I was curious about it and then that particular event got canceled and then I just <laughs> never, <laughs> never tried again. Yeah. Well, I thought it was cool um, that they had talked about the sort of Zoom LARPing. That might be a, a fun yeah. way to get involved with the NPC thing, wherever those opportunities are. I don't know. But that I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I think I would I would be interested in that. Well, neato. Yeah, yeah that was super good. informative. I was so taken with their description of their character journey and things like that, that I, um, I wanted like another episode to ask them just logistics, like 
how many outfits do you bring? How do you know what to pack? Do they feed you? Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. You know, um, just those very probably boring logistics that the listeners don't want to hear, but that I personally am curious about. So, yeah. Because it's yeah. so mysterious to me. Like, you just disappear off into a field. I don't know. A building. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, you know what? I will ask them, like, before we post this, just to see if they have a video they already have made with those kind yes. of, like, logistics <laughs> questions. Yeah. <laughs> that might already exist. It uh, probably does. Like yeah. it. Because I feel like somebody's made that. But um, For sure. But yeah, did we have any more homework? I think that we did a very good job. Oh, we did a great job. We're so good. We are. A's. Um, yeah, A plus. I'm writing it on my note paper. <laughs> a plus. I talked about all the things. And I look forward to seeing my figment. Oh, yeah. I'm now that somehow you ended up with homework from this. But. I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I, I like trying to draw even though I can't draw. It's like a big... A little, little exercise. It's good for you. It's good for your brain. Yeah. I do want to let you know that you're definitely um, haunted. Uh, about a moment ago, a little a little swirl of light went whoosh across the top of the camera, and you're definitely haunted. Yeah, I saw that too. And oh, I... you, you did? Okay. I, I am so glad. And I was like, well, I just had a stroke, so that's fine. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we both took two very different approaches to interpreting that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> oh, well, this is not the room that I want to be haunted. No, it's, you know, it's, it's like a, a nice... friendly ghost. Okay, good. Please yeah. convince me of that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why would this I? This is my baby's room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's like the ghost of, of a. It's Casper. That's yeah, it's Casper. For. There you go. <laughs> I was I was gonna overthink that. Um, yeah, no, we're good. Nice ghost. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I I think that we are very studious. Yeah, people, and we did a great job. Yes, what was go your? Us. What do you think was just before we close out? What was your first your favorite part of homework? My favorite part of homework. Okay, making the figment is my favorite part of homework. And then the, for sure. And then the sort of like maybe adjacent to homework that I liked is that as a part of promoting Animal Crossing, I enjoyed our stream. Yeah, I liked that too. Yeah. yeah. That so that was wasn't really great. homework, but I have it written down on my paper, so I feel like it counts. Yeah, it does. Um, my favorite was that as per usual, I didn't really have to do anything except watch or listen to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that I just got to consume things. Yeah, I think that will continue to be the case <laughs> throughout our entire podcast. Yes. I'll try to come up with something hard. Okay. Oh, you never had to do homework for burlesque. You should retroactively have to make pasties. That's fine. I'll that way that. you're doing something. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm ready. Even though that watch. episode is from a thousand years ago. No, that's fine. We're going to do it. I'm writing it in my little notebook, which means it has to happen. Oh, excellent. <laughs> what are you doing after this, Avalon? Eating dinner. Nice. What are you doing? Uh, doing yoga. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do that after. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Want to. I don't I'm either. To. I've, I've had a couple of, I've, I've had enough off days in a row that now I'm starting to have trouble. No. We're gonna we're gonna both do we're it. gonna do it. All We're're right. good cats. Okay. All right, bye. Bye.